Welcome back to Quick Dive number 13. Hey, we will be talking about the latest Loki show. Really good show. The Lady um, Loki? I said latest, I think. Latest. <laughs> hey, show latest. He did. And uh, we'll be talking about episodes three and four. Four yeah. just came out this last week. And that one was really good. We're going to get to that one in just a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, let's dive into so, it. There's so a much. Lot of, a lot of stuff that happened, man. There is a lot of going on. Um, it kind of, that's the theme of the show. Like, they're just mm-hmm. going to keep throwing stuff at us. And we're only four episodes in, and we already got like these crazy twists. So we're like, wow, there's two episodes left. Yeah. So what, what could they possibly do mm-hmm. in two more episodes, you know? So absolutely it's really really cool man like how how this has been rolling out and i think with the first two episodes it was it was very like astonishing because mm-hmm. we were getting like all of this new information um and but it they left it on a perfect cliffhanger of loki escaping and with um the reveal of this lady loki or enchantress or um, you know, we don't know what kind of character this is, but um, just getting getting that that reveal so early in the show made me feel like, okay, we're in for all kinds of twists and turns. You know, who knows what's going to happen? And I, I just love how they how they set it up. You know, episode three was fantastic. Yeah, it looked beautiful. Probably like I I wouldn't say the most like beautiful scene out of all the series it's more, like, all it's, the series that came out but right it, it was very like visually stunning right? yeah it's visually pleasing it gives me that um you guys remember how you felt watching great gatsby for the first time you're kind of just like taken aback and you're oh, like yeah. this looks wild it's yeah. the same, same vibes i'm getting yeah, yeah i feel that i feel that. i mean i i felt that way kind of like from watching um just like a lot of the cosmic uh Marvel movies, you know, whether it's Thor Ragnarok or Guardians of the Galaxy, um, it really, they're really getting space down pat and like making that look great, you know, so like episode three takes place on this moon and it just looks beautiful, like you almost forget that this is somewhere, like they're doing this on a soundstage somewhere, you know what I mean? It's like, where, where is this taking place? But it just looks so fire, and we get like some really good character building between uh, Sylvie slash Lady Loki slash Enchantress um, with uh, with Loki, and um, it's basically a time where they get to uh, kind of joust with each other, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, Loki yeah. gets he's always the t- the type Getting of person taste to, of his own medicine. Pretty much, you know, yeah. he's he's kind of that person where he's like, I'm I'm gonna try you. If I meet you for the first time, I'm going to try you to kind of get a gauge of mm. how you're operating. And um, Sylvie kind of matches him a little bit or just doesn't really, like, go for the things that, that he would normally use. Um, but is somewhat attracted, in a se- in a sense, not, not necessarily physically, but just attracted to or enamored with how he is speaking and like the things that that he does know because he's a fully realized loki and in that episode we kind of get the sense that she may not have had that chance to be the type of loki that he is um in you know in the way that with her mission and in the way that she's been moving 
What's wild is that I kind of get the, um, you know, the saying, you're your own worst enemy. Yeah. It's kind of like he's his own match, but like she, like obviously there's different powers and separations, but yet they have so many similarities. And I kind of like the casting because they somewhat look like each other. Like there's some similarities, at least from like their smirks and like, I think you kind of just get the, yeah, the acting as well. Say one. But the accent. The, I mean, they're oh, both the like accent. English or. I mean, at least in this series, there whatever accent Asgard has, I guess. Asgardian. That's, I, I guess it's not really like English, right? It's like Asgardian accent, technically. So yeah. since yeah. Since, since we got uh, you know they're both from Asgard, you know we in mm-hmm. episode uh, three we see them talking about their childhoods and you know Loki's talking about like yeah my mom like she was like the best sorceress on you know asgard and she taught me everything she knew and then sylvie on the other hand was like i don't remember my mom at all you know right like i lost her and at first i was like oh they killed they killed her mom you know and Mm -hmm. later on we found out that's not even the case Mm -hmm. but you know it's kind of like yeah so far we don't really know if she's really like a loki but there's like a i guess there's i guess enough proof to say that she is a loki yeah um so it's it's just that, cool to see them growing up separate lives and different timelines and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And and I think that Loki kind of looks at her and says, If I had the same childhood or if I had the same circumstances that you did, I could have been you also. You mm. know, and like you kinda are, you know, dealing with, with this in a way where it's like she has a, a a form of magic that Loki hasn't even thought to use before, you know? No. So he's like, wow, like, I could have been doing this, but there's nothing that drove me to, like, want to do this or to yeah. need to do this. So I think that there's, like, that kind of intrigue that's there. And same with her, where she's like, you know, he's this confident person this you know, always thinks he can charm his way out of a situation. Mm-hmm. She feels like that she... Yeah, she feels like that she had to, like, you know, cast a spell on people and force people to do things. But now she's realizing, like, dang, I didn't even have to to do that if I would have been fully realized in the way that I should have been. You right. know, so it's like yeah. both of them coming to terms with that. And I think that really comes to a culmination when they finally get on, on the train of this exploding apocalypse yeah, moon. Yeah, the whole train. <laughs> the whole train. Like, the thing that I really like about the show is we're not getting, like, a a serious Loki. You know, he's supposed to be, like, a jokester. So it's funny seeing him, like, morph into this Tron-like guard suit, like, mm-hmm. with a turtleneck. And I'm just like, what? Like, And even when we found out his name, the, like, the first episode, Loki Laffison. Like, the, like, laugh, like, laughing, you know, like, yeah. laughing jokester. I was like, oh, that's kind of like a cool little... Laughing son, basically. Something yeah, well, like he's that. the son of Laffy, which, you know, was the frost giant, so... Yeah. So, it's, so it's, it pretty, it's, just, it's just pretty cool to see, like, a, a softer side of him, you know? You've seen him be i guess evil and conniving and backstabbing i think it, i think it's more of like a transparent loki because they kind of broke him down in the first episode mm-hmm. like it, I, I think what was done well is we we got to see him kind of unravel that over the years when he was the original loki right from from the infinity timeline yeah yeah that's but true. they had to do it in such a way like okay how can we break this dude down eight years worth of work 
end one episode where basically it's kind of just like beating down that wall and then dude just becomes super selfless and it kind of just makes up for all those years where he didn't have to do that. They just kind of had to like yeah. press up and press him. You know what I mean? And I think him being able to see that he got there helps him do it right now. True. You know, because all the times that he's been like holding off, you know, throughout the years of being that or like feeling like, okay, I have to protect myself. I have to mm-hmm. protect myself. You know, it's only, I'm only out for me. Um, he realized, okay, well, I eventually get there. So everything that I thought I can start to implement right now, pretty much. And yeah. that that's where we get this different, this different side, which is really interesting. Yeah. One of the things I guess that kind of bugs me with the show and like, you know, going through episodes is like some of the fight scenes, seem really lazy yeah in, in my you opinion on that. you know like i feel like even in all the shows you know all the shows like the fighting has been a little bit like off but at the same time they really compensate with the storytelling and the visuals and falcon and the winter soldier probably had like Easter. the best yeah. and even then it was right. kind of like eh. yeah i mean yeah. it's all pg-13 too you know so well, it's, it's, like, it's underwhelming is the best word yeah, yeah very much but especially more in this one because they're gods and in several episodes even when they're not at the tva it seems like they're struggling like on the mentis one right here when they're on the train uh they're they're kind of struggling against the guards and when they could have just used their powers you know loki's over here throwing his knife but missing it's like mm-hmm. like you would never like come on you're a little bit better than that you're right but i don't know if they're just trying to you know, make it seem like, okay, these guys aren't the best fighters. You know, they're just well, good at, you know, I guess, trying so, to get away, be elusive. Yeah, like, the interesting part, and, and I don't like that Marvel is doing this, but I think it kind of coincides with our our issues with Bucky and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and our issues with, with like, Wanda or Vision. You know, it's like, when they're in the movies and when they're supposed to be powerful... They're extremely powerful, right? Yeah. Right. But when it when they're trying to turn a new leaf or they're trying to like hold back what they're, they're doing, vulnerable. they're vulnerable yeah. and they just they suck at what they do, you know. And it's just <laughs> like I don't like that. Like I don't like that that has to be the compromise for trying to be good or trying right. to like like think think through things a little yeah, bit. Yeah, why can't you be know? good and kick ass? Why you gotta, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if it's like a budget thing or, you know, them trying to spread everything thin because it's a show now. So they're kind of like, we don't want to make them OP because then, you know, all this is for nothing in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have just made it a movie, which maybe, maybe right. you probably could have. But, I mean, so far, it is still visually stunning. There's a lot of cool Easter eggs, mm-hmm. a lot of cool twists we're getting, you know. Um, yeah. We thought they were going to die on Lamentis 1. I really, I, I didn't mean, know what was going to happen there. That was like I, the I first sure. episode without Mobius. You know, in the entire episode, right. so it was really, really that character building between Loki and yeah, and Sylvie. Sylvie. Did you did you guys feel that um, that when she went to sleep or when they went to sleep that there was like an enchantment going on that like everything that we weren't seeing was believable or were you kind of like you think that they were both very vulnerable at that time? I, I think they were just very vulnerable at that time. You know, both of them. I guess they were just trying to find a way off of that planet, you know. And Sylvie, she said she's been there before. So in a way, like, I guess they're just trying to work with each other. And it's like, I, I don't know if you're talking about the part where she's like asleep and then she wakes up and, yeah, you know, everybody's just singing. But I think that 
like it's just like a normal you know just yeah I, th- I think kind of like what we just touched on like they both kind of just accepted it and they kind of just like well my my powers and everything i can do kind of mean nothing right now yeah so they're they're just in their most vulnerable transparent mm-hmm. this is type of state yeah because even even earlier in episode three i think sylvie tries to enchant loki and he's like what are you doing like mm-hmm. it's not gonna work on me you know like and i'm pretty sure vice versa i'm pretty sure most of loki's powers won't work on sylvie as well she'd probably see right through it mm-hmm. so you know they just kind of like all right we're cancel even each matched. other out type let's, of thing yeah let's just try to get off this planet and then we'll go our separate ways but along that way they kind of connected and found out that they're very much the same you know mm-hmm. so yeah and and that uh, even more even more so i think loki for the first time found that he was m- like more uh privileged than sylvie yeah. you know he's usually right. on, on the on the receiving end of like not having enough and the fact that he got to spend so much time with his mother and grow up and and learn sorcery he was kind of like wow she didn't get to do that like i got to yeah. do this and i think it kind of uh shifted a perspective in him where he's like okay well maybe we need to to figure this out and then not only that, we get the biggest reveal that we've gotten in the TV series so far with Sylvie saying that everybody in the TVA is a variant. Yeah. See, I love that too because it was so quick. Like yeah. they didn't focus, like they didn't elaborate on it for too long. She was yeah. literally like, everybody in the TVA, they used to be on Earth. Yeah. Within like three seconds, and just they kind of carried on with running away and whatnot. So now I was like, just yo, so crazy. yeah, it's insane, man. Yeah. And the only way that she knew was because of enchanting these, uh, like these hunters, the like agents, Hunter yeah. B, I think it was B20, B20, B20 yeah, mm-hmm. B20. And then she, I'm pretty sure she's enchanted other hunters C15 as well. In, in the, in the, in the other, yeah. other, other way around. Oh yeah. It was the other way around. Yeah. Like, C20 she, and then B15. Yeah. Oh. B15. So, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, like, it <laughs> yeah so i mean the way she found out was like all right these people have memories i have to dig so many years or however long they've been at the tva just to get their memories and that at that point i was like damn how long have some of these people been there some of these people probably have been there from different timelines some people were probably variants that went off their course and then when they were brought to the tva you know how when we were talking about does everybody get a fair trial and just is everybody just guilty? But I feel like mm-hmm. maybe some people that aren't guilty end up working for the TVA. Their like memories get wiped, and mm-hmm. then the propaganda has been told every day. It's on the right. Wall. It's like that's all you know now. You know? So my so, yeah, my assumption would be like if you get a fair trial, like if they find that they're not guilty, they're like, okay, well, we already reset your timeline. We can't take yeah. you back. So now you work for mm-hmm. us, and you're stuck here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's so, just a wild concept. I don't, uh, it, it's probably that, and probably you know people actually being kidnapped from their timeline and, yeah. and such like that, which is pretty crazy to think. You know, like in the first episode, we get that little cartoon, like the timekeepers created all the TVA and everybody here to mm-hmm. to Miss control, Minutes. yeah, control the sacred timeline, which I guess is still a thing. They're still kind of controlling the timeline, mm-hmm. but the whole lie that everybody was created by the tva is right you know it's just false so. yeah yeah you really 
it just raises more questions. Every episode raises more questions. And I like that because it's such a vast concept that like I wouldn't want it to just be so simple. You know, yeah. like if it was just like one villain doing something, like it would have been like, oh man, yeah, like, we still don't how even this know. Happen? We don't know what's going on. We don't have we a don't, clue. We don't even know a villain, but I feel like in these shows that we're going to get from Marvel, there's not going to be a clear cut villain. There's probably not even going to be a villain in most of them, you know. Um, in this one, you know, you would think Loki would be the villain, but really he's the anti hero and right. he himself is trying to figure it out. But I think he's just trying to figure out his place in all this, you know, because now he can't go back to his original timeline. So it's like, I have mm-hmm. to figure out or can what he? to do. Yeah, or can he? That that mm-hmm. leads to episode four, you know, like we get an even bigger reveal, you know, at the beginning of episode four, mm-hmm. we get a little glimpse of the timekeepers finally. And I'm like, okay, there is timekeepers. All right, let's 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 like let's see what let's else meet. is gonna unravel. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, Mobius is like uh, Ravana Renslayer goes comes down from the elevator and starts talking mm-hmm. to Mobius. Like, yeah, they they told me like we're on the hot seat, pretty much. Like, you know, we got to figure this out. We got to find these low keys, mm-hmm. or else it's it's over for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. which even then it's kind of like she seems a little fishy. Like, okay, like you seem like you're trying to hide something. And for Mobius, Mobius is always trying to figure out like trying to be on the same page as her at least and she doesn't let him yeah. and stuff like that so even him like it bugs him but you know it just goes back to the propaganda like for all time like just do what mm-hmm. you need to do and we'll do what we need to do and we'll keep the sacred timeline going which yeah mostly alive we don't know in yeah. what way or if there even is a dictating the timeline or if even very we don't off, know we don't know who's doing it yeah right you know, yeah, and there's, like these, there's theories, you know, there's theories of Kang the Conqueror, but um, I'm it's not just too sure. really interesting, man. Like, I, yeah. I'm not too sure anymore either. Yeah. You know, after seeing after seeing the timekeepers, it was like, OK, I like the design. I like, you know, how they were structured out like this was really cool. And then, you know, it, it moves forward to this Nexus event. So it's kind of like, OK, well, yeah. if Sylvie's right and everybody's variants then like that means the multiverse still exists right however does the sacred timeline exist in the way that it's supposed to be who's governing it you don't really know and renslayer isn't being you know open about it with mobius and then you have these nexus events that are happening where you know um loki is starting to allow his feelings for uh, Sylvie to manifest themselves and he wants to really express it to her because they're on this moon that's about to be destroyed and he's never been able to to find love in that in that capacity um, you know with himself yeah what, like, what oh, better wow. way to fall in love than with right? yourself self-love <laughs> self-love in in the real way <laughs> and he's like okay I'm gonna just tell her because we're about to blow up and this causes a nexus event unlike anything that the TVA has seen. And that's pretty crazy on its own because it's like, whoa, like if you take two variants and you um, put them together where they fall in love with one another, which that can only happen with, you know, a, a being that's fluid like how Loki is. Right. Um, and they so making that happen, 
how does it destroy like how does it change the the universe or the multiverse or like where are yeah, that's where the what I was wondering too. Things with you that, know, like, you know, how does how does him falling in love with himself pretty much cause that spike? You know, and mm-hmm. they said it themselves. Have you ever seen a spike like that before? You know, so this was like un, like any other oh, Nexus spike. event that's ever happened. You know, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but the only that, thing that I could think, them. yeah, the only thing I could think is, you know, they weren't meant to fall in love. On that planet, you know, they weren't even meant to to see each other, let alone fall in love. Or, or were they? Or were they? Because without that happening, they wouldn't have saved them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking too. You know, like there has to be a way they're going to be saved, and the only way they're going to be saved is if the TVA pulls them out. But the only way TVA is going to know they're there is if. There's they call spike, the nexus. You know, yep. It's like a smoke, smoke flare, like Sylvie mm-hmm. said in episode four. Everywhere I went, it's like I threw up a smoke flare to be like, I'm over here. So she had to f- figure out being in apocalypses were the best way to hide type thing. Yeah. So exactly, exactly. So you know, um, they get rescued and they get captured, and now we're getting a little bit deeper into the story like mobius is a little upset at loki because he trusted him um and loki is like not trying to harm mobius at all but he was just like fam i wasn't going to be able to get any answers rolling with you because you couldn't get answers so like hear me out during this and mobius can't really hear him out because he just had a conversation with the judge renslayer and the timekeepers and they're like you need to take care of this but loki does one of the smart things and tells the truth um and lets him know like hey you're a variant and i think that every high level tva agent kind of feels like that you know because like mobius there's a reason why he likes this drink that's in you know that's only available in the 1980 whatever it is like there's a reason why he keeps looking at the jet ski magazines and everything like that so he's kind of like man i don't know what's compelling me to that but loki just said something that would make sense on why i'm compelled to that right you know It, it did like i guess spark something but it wasn't enough where it's like okay whatever you're just trying to get out of whatever you're trying to get out of exactly it was it was the right seed to kind of plant that doubt where he's like okay well maybe i need to do some investigating myself like i don't want to come out with it and say i fully believe it but if i can do some investigating then maybe we'll see and if i do it covertly i i don't have to believe it all the way you know he's he's probably hoping that it isn't true also you know it's like i hope that this isn't true but during that time he puts loki into a time loop and we get our um our first guest yeah yeah the time so lady sif shout out to lady sif (laughs) um super fire to have her i think that she's probably been in the most cross like uh, properties out of any yeah, she Marvel was an agent of shield right yes she was an agent of shield one, which is pretty yep. cool two marvel movies and now this marvel tv show so i and think it's she's kind of, probably the most yeah it's funny because she's the sister of enchantress too right like that's yeah in, in the comic books yeah well even in i think i remember in agents of shield season one they show enchantress and then lady sif has to come and that's pretty right. much like that's take her right. back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of like a weird yeah. thing that it happened to be Lady Sif, and we also have an enchantress 
as well. So it's pretty cool. Obviously, you know, they had to get somebody from Asgard and it was cool that it was Lady Sif. Yeah, I was I was happy to see her in that and in the in the time loop. And it was funny, you know, um, I, I just don't it understand why. Like, yeah, I just don't understand why. Like, why? Why was Loki still doing the same thing over and over? Like, I would have just like took a few steps over to the right yeah. or to the left or like, you know, I just wouldn't be in the same position every time. But I don't know. Maybe it was just the, the cell. Like, you couldn't help it. Yeah, you probably couldn't move or something. But. Yeah, at the end, um, Lady Sif ends up saying, like, you will always be alone, I think. Mm-hmm. some Something of that along those lines. But that one really hit him. And, you know, obviously the loop kept going, and then he got brought out of the cell to get interrogated. And I don't know, the thing with Loki is he's he was still lying when he probably could have been truthful in the beginning with mobius you know mm-hmm. pretty much saying like yeah it was my plan all along she came to me mm-hmm. on asgard i was like bro just tell him what yeah. is going on like pretty much all that going around in circles and then finally telling him the truth is the reason why he got thrown back in the time cell and he closed the case you know yeah uh, maybe you could have even been a step ahead if you wouldn't have been lying and all mm-hmm. of that you know so mm-hmm. you know but yeah. it, it pretty much still Mobius is still like, okay, there has to be, you know, I just want to know why he's saying this, you know. He mm-hmm. doesn't just say things just to say things. There's some truth to the things that he's saying, you know. So when he's in the office with Ravana Renslayer and mm-hmm. Mobius is like, hey, like, something feels off, you know, and why didn't you let me interview Sylvie? Um, you know, like, just something is weird about all this. And she's, you know, she's just trying to tell him, like, look, I just care about you, which I really hate that she's like playing with his mind like mm-hmm. oh like you're my favorite like don't worry i didn't want you to get your hands dirty on this one you know everybody has their place on this mission and you know you got yours done and we're really thankful for that but you know i just don't I, like obviously we're not meant to like um Ravana Renslayer but mm-hmm. i don't know just just hate how like she goes about things she is so yeah, fine how she's just manipulating the hearts of it's men. totally through. Yeah, bro. Yeah. She's fine. She knows what she's doing. She knows damn well what she's doing. That's funny, man. Now, I, I, feel, I feel you on that. And, and you know, while all of this is going on, you know, uh, Mobius ends up switching his uh, uh, time. Yeah, his temp pad with, uh, with Ravana, you know, just to kind of get some information because um, she won't let she won't tell him what happened to C20 or at least she tells him something you yeah, know she uh, didn't what happens. Yeah, she died, yeah but she you know, died yeah <laughs> that was but wrong. how she not died in what was, yeah. yeah exactly and um during this time b15 was enchanted in the in the second at episode the at, at rocks cart rocks cart yeah that's what it is yeah rocks cart and um you know she's been dealing with that you know we haven't really seen her response we didn't get any visuals of like where she was from or i kind of wanted to see i I wanted to see it i wanted to see it too i wanted to see it too and she was just like i look happy well she basically Uh, she she goes with sylvie and she says um you know come with me and they go back to rock's cart and she's like i need to know what you did and if the things that I'm thinking are like really me, Real. and Sylvie shows her, and that now convinces B15 to say, "Hey, okay, like 
who knows what else they they concepted but they they started talking about the plan and they made it work you know where b15 was like all right i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna let you see the timekeepers and we're gonna end this because um i had a life and i was happy and now i'm right so yeah Yeah, this is now where i'm meant to be you know I, i think did she mention that she have she had kids or that she was just happy? She's yeah, just happy. She, she didn't say that she had kids. Oh, okay. She just said that she was happy, which I thought was really, really interesting. And then, um, so, you know, they go back. Yeah. And Mobius breaks Loki out after seeing on the Tempad um, an interrogation between C-20, basically admitting that she was a variant or had a past life that yeah. she was aware basically that she was aware and Renslayer was was in that interrogation so um that was the proof that mobius needed that loki was telling the truth and he went to go um get him and he was like okay you're gonna need to trust me and we don't know what plan they had but he tried to break him out and was met with Renslayer and some guards there saying uh this isn't gonna fly the way that you think it is yeah and it's crazy how like she was just so willing to like just, just zap she, him just get him out she, him. she pruned him pruned well, he, him. he kept talking you know like she yeah. didn't want to but he kept talking and when he said um i forgot exactly what he said but he said something to to you know the effect of like that he basically believes you know that they're all variants or that He's like, you know, he might have wanted to be in a jet ski or something like that. Renslayer just could not have him tear down the construct that they have right now. So she pruned him. And who knows if we're going to... That might be the end of Mobius right there. Right then and there. I hope not. Man. Uh, Maybe not, but we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. One real question that I want to really get to is... I'm really curious as to why... Sylvie got pulled out of her timeline because from what we saw at the beginning of episode four, right, was a flashback of Sylvie well, in so, Asgard. So, so that's the whole setup, right? That's basically yeah. showing a young Renslayer stepping into her timeline and showing what Sylvie mentioned, saying they destroyed my timeline. That's why I'm a variant because I can't go back. So everywhere I go, it causes causes them to know where I'm at. Yeah, so that's down. that's a setup for what episode five and six, like. Yeah. What what is Renslayer? Who is Renslayer? And you know, why is she pulling, you know, random kids off of a timeline? Is it simply because she was a Loki and you know she probably saw her life, you know, years down the path and was like, right. Oh, she can probably be a problem for us in the future. Bro, so. put it put it this way, like look at all the TVA agents kind of realizing like I was happy. Like, what brought them here? Are they variants because they actually did something, or are they variants because Renslayer is just picking people at random that aren't ex- they're kind of like expendable? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we we got a random stockbroker kid in the very first episode that was like, "Dude, my dad works for so and so in the stock market. Like, you're sued." But like, how would he be a variant? It could just be they're pulling random people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and it, it kind of well. I mean, you know, Renslayer wasn't the judge when she did that. You know, right. there was another judge that was there. So she was kind of following orders. But it kind of reminds me of, like, Terminator. You know, when you watch Terminator um, and they had to go back in time to take out John Connor because they knew that he was going to be leading the resistance. Yeah. And then and then in, in Terminator 3, they were trying to, like, take out his generals because they were going to get, let you know, brought into the resistance. So it's kind of like 
whoever was timekeeping at that time, like, even though that Sylvie was still a little girl, they were like, we need to convert her over to our team Hmm. ASAP. Because if she isn't, then it's going to be a problem. And I think that because she was able to escape and not get judged or either taken care of or brought into the TVA herself and her memories erased, that now all of these multiverse and nexus events started happening because she was meant to be a part of something that she broke free of and started ruining the timeline. Yeah, that's so crazy. That was just like a little question that I had. I was just like, you know, I just saw her. What was she playing with, like little toys? And then she's like, "There, there's the variant. I'm like, what did she even do? Like, she's just chilling. But I, I, just, I just thought that was pretty sad, you know? And it kind of confirms, you know, she's from Asgard. Maybe she's a Loki, you know? We still didn't get, like, the confirmation that she is a Loki, but we're kind of getting there. She, For all we know, she could have been the sister of Loki yeah. in that I timeline. Mean, it would have been cool for, like, maybe someone to say, like, Loki, like, dinner's ready or something like that. And she's like, I'm almost there, like, while she's playing and then gets kidnapped just so that we can get that confirmation. Yeah. So I feel you. I feel you. I feel like maybe they, they are waiting for the next two episodes and we'll see. But we do get another reveal. You know, we, we like I said, we saw the yeah, timekeepers in the beginning. We get the timekeepers in the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. And then we get them again at the end of the episode. And we see them talking, you know. They kind of seem off to me, even when they start talking. I'm like, okay, it seems a little weird, but, you know, we're here. This is them. Like, mm. And then they're like, what do you have to say for yourselves? Like, when the two Lokis are standing in front of them. And they just look at each other like, is that all you want? Like, just kill me. Like, I've mm-hmm. been I've been killed several times, and now you just want to interrogate me for, for what? Like, right. What is this, you know? And that's when we get B-15 to come in. And save the, the day. The plan gets activated and they mm-hmm. both get set free. And you know, there's a fight. A pretty weak fight scene in that mm-hmm. part. Uh, probably the weakest fight scene. I, I'm not gonna lie. That's probably right. the weakest fight was. scene I've seen. It was. And um I guess yeah, we, we they they all get beat up. Everybody's on the floor for like yeah, I know. I'm like, a few yo. minutes. Uh I don't know what happened to B fifteen. I don't even remember. Like she, she was on the floor. They knocked her out. Oh, she got knocked out too. I'm surprised. Like people weren't getting pruned. Like yeah, it it kind of reminds me of a um you know Tron. Like when when yeah uh, in Tron Legacy when they're getting like uh what is it called um floppy disk. No, (laughs) but no, pretty much (laughs) like uninstalled. Yeah, it starts with like a D. Yeah, I think um, I know it's not what you're like dissolved about. or something, but you know, you know we, what I'm we, talking we about. We had an episode on Tron, so I do. <laughs> I can't believe that. that we forgot it, but that's exactly what it reminded me of of just being pruned. It's like you're be, you're just being destabilized, like it's over. And yeah. um, I was surprised that more people weren't weren't you know actually getting yeah. hit with that. But Sylvie launches her sword to the head timekeeper, <laughs> the, the timekeeper, and. Um, Head pops off, bro, and then everyone start laughing. Yeah, well, that's what I thought it was crazy when that they happened. Like, I didn't laughing. really realize. I didn't really realize when it was like that they were fake yet. I was kind of like when he took off the head and they started laughing. I was like, oh, okay, so this is just beyond what yeah. they thought that could be going on. Right. But then when they just like disem- disassembled, it kind of brought me back to like, like uh, what Mysterio was doing 
to to Spider-Man. You know, it's like it's just super advanced tech that is like creating yeah, sen- these things. Yeah, it was, and, I, and I don't I think like said that. Sentient androids. That's yeah. what they were. Sentient androids. And that's kind of like Vision. You know, Vision is a sentient android. And sentient androids have been all throughout the Marvel Universe many, many times, whether it's the Sentinels or Vision or, you know, the, um, the uh, what are they called in S.H.I.E.L.D.? The, the body doubles, like that they're called or something like that. Um, I can't think of it right now. But it's, I don't know, like that the tech aspect bothers me because i like the the magic like i just want it to be more advanced than that you know so um you want it to be actual yeah i want it to be actual it's like it has to be has to be bigger than just like the wizard of oz effects yeah Yeah, you know so and and at that moment too when the heads fell off i thought somebody was gonna come from the edge of the room and be like yeah man like i can't come over like a little control like bro you you messed up my plan yeah Yeah. so like yeah you know they're so that was another reveal where it's like, okay, whoever's controlling these robots or animatronics aren't even in the TVA, most likely, you know? Mm-hmm. So if they were, they probably would have been in that room with them, you know? Like, Yeah. And it's just so crazy because, like, the, the technology of them, trans, like, are they actually going to different time periods now? Because, like, it, that's that's where the question is because that can't really be faked. How are you able to do that? Um, you know, unless it's some sort of alien technology, um, or like, are they terrestrial? Are they in some place that right. other people can get to? You know what I mean? And they've kind of made it so that that's not the not really the case. Like, are they all in the quantum realm? Are they just super small? You know, operating like the way that they're operating is really really crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get our next big surprise where um, the main character. <laughs> Loki himself ends up getting pruned, and that. What do you What do you think he was gonna crazy. say? Let's start taking like. <laughs> Why? Well, he was gonna say, "I love you." Obviously, you yeah, know. Yeah, he was gonna say, "I, I, I, free, love I feel you. like we've seen that before, where like they're about to say, "I love you," and then kill. I don't know if it was a Marvel show or something like that that we saw recently, but I mean, yeah, I think he was gonna say, "I love you." You know, I guess it was like Star Wars. You know when. I think it was Kylo was going to tell... It was like, oh, what was Kylo going to tell um, Ray, Or what was Finn going to mm-hmm, tell Ray? Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. we knew what they were going to tell them, you know. Right. So it's like, I think that was, you know, the main thing, you know. It wasn't going to be like... I don't know. I can't even think about anything else that he would probably say to her. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but he gets pruned and we're like, okay, you're the main character. So now you're gone. Um, and Sylvie holds Renslayer hostage and says, I'm like, I need you to tell me everything that's right. going on. Um, and then it cuts. And, and then and it kind of just left. Cuts. It. And um, I was already going to like click out because usually I click out and then I go to Twitter. Go to about your day. right? And then and then I'm like, all right, let me see what everybody's talking about. Loki. And then I'm, I forget to click out and I'm looking through Twitter, seeing what everybody's saying about Loki. And then the cutscene pops up. I'm like, wow, we already get a cutscene in episode four. Episode All right, four. let's go. I was like, we're back at it again. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. And we get the reveal of like Loki on the ground um, after he gets pruned, which, you know, which was like when he got pruned, I'm like, no way that he's dead. This show is called Loki. Like, right. There's two episodes left. He's still alive in some way. 
So I didn't, you know. I didn't, I would have been okay with them, like with him being pruned, like fully, you know, like of him never coming back because there's other Lokis in the show. So like that would add to like the variant aspect. To yeah, me, that's what I was like, thinking too. Yeah. It's like Loki, like now it's going to be Sylvie at the end, you know, and it's like, all right, cool, you know, like for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we I get that's this. A little bit understandable. But we get a voice telling him that he's not dead yet. Yeah, who and is that? that we get the Perfect. reveal of four other Lokis standing in front of him. A black Loki, <laughs> an old Loki, played by Richard E. Grant. That's who it classic, is, yeah. classic Loki costume. Yeah. Um, which, shout out to Marvel for introducing all the classic costumes now. They they right. basically said, forget it. You guys are going to take this. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, redesigning is too much. Yeah, yeah. Take it. Yeah. Yep. You guys are going to take this and all of its silliness and, and wonderfulness. So. Yeah. Um, and, and then, then we get Kid Loki. Get Kid Loki and an alligator Loki. Or crocodile, um, whatever it or is. Crocodile what Loki, or crocodile Loki, whatever it is. Crazy. You know, it's crazy because like Kid, Kid Loki, I mean, he looks great and he's yeah. actually young young Avenger yeah. as well. So yeah. like I love his design. He looks awesome. I'm like, okay, this is this is insane. And one thing, uh, my brother saw the show too, and he told me he was like, Did you notice the background? And I feel like we were all focused on um, yeah. the Loki. That's, that's very, the focal point. Yeah, yeah it exactly. seems very post apocalyptic. But yeah, and even more so, it looked like that it was post-apocalyptic New York. It looked like that the Avengers Tower was busted up on the right on the right side. Like part of it, you can kind yeah. of make out where it's like, whoa! Like, is this where? Where are they? You know, well, is my, this a culmination theory, of everything? Yeah, my theory is that everything that gets pruned, you know, wherever you know they get a variant and they have to prune it, everything that gets pruned gets dropped into some like limbo timeline or yeah something. my assumption is anything that gets pruned or anything that gets reset kind of falls into that so it's kind of yeah. like like the original theory of like the soul stone like how we all assumed that we would see everybody that got that got freaking turned to dust with thanos we would see them in a the soul stone so this is what i feel like they're kind of gonna do instead yeah mm-hmm. but that's just again mm-hmm. it's just a theory no, yeah. I think everybody that's gotten pruned, you know, I think Mobius is down there. I think uh, Hunter C20 wow. is down there. You know, all those Lokis, because they've even mentioned before, they've pruned several Lokis before. Mm-hmm. And then Bastards. those Lokis just happen to show up when Loki's on the ground and all that. So I feel like there's probably like a community or some type of civilization that they just have to yeah. live down there now because... There's nowhere else to go. You probably can't get out of it unless you have a temp pad. Um, and yeah, it's and gonna I think- be just so crazy because the fifth episode is gonna take place down there, and everything yeah. we see is going to be just a mind blowing situation where it's like, what can happen? Like, what are the possibilities here? And it's just it's so it's just so crazy that if they do have this limbo time, it's like. Who else has access to this? Is this only through the TVA? Is this anybody who's been through time? Has Steve Rogers seen this? Has you know, like it, like what, yeah. like when Thanos snapped, did everybody go here, or did you know, like it's just it's so much to to really yeah, figure there's out. A lot. There's a lot that's gonna be going on, and I'm just very excited for this next episode to see more of Loki's and all of them interacting and 
seeing if they get along or you know it's gonna be great great acting it's gonna be grade a script writing and acting during that time and then the last episode will probably be all of the loki's you know against the tva which will be great and then we'll get (laughs) our our final reveal so we'll see yeah yeah all right well i think that was it we covered mostly everything from the last two episodes and we will be back on the next two episodes and talk about those you know we're very excited i hope you guys are very excited as well we have a lot more coming so stay tuned and if you would like to start a podcast go to productiveculture.com backslash podcast and they will take care of you with whatever you need so yes 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 tap in and we'll see you next time peace all right y'all peace